I'm from here, she's from there. We're a fun and funky pair. We're getting old, kids are gone. We moved to the south and wrote this song. We're looking for answers everywhere we go. The more we keep searching, the more that we don't know. We're bohemians in transit. Yes, we are bohemians in transit, and I'm Chuck. I'm Monica. And here we are again this week of... Sometime in July. July. <laughs> the days run the 12th. together. It's the 12th, I think. Who is... Um, Close enough. What's his bucket who says, um, Weekends don't matter when you're unemployed? That's right. That's a Primus song, song <laughs> lyric, yeah. Weekends don't matter so much. It just means you get to hang out with your working friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Les Claypool. He had it figured out. All right. So... We want to start out our podcast now in a little bit different way. We're going to talk about something that we learned in the last week. Do you want to start us out, Monica? Yeah, pickleball. 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 We learned it. Everybody's doing it. All the cool kids. Everybody. You know, I posted it uh, on Facebook yesterday, and uh, that's what Dave Krusen said that. He said, All the cool kids are doing it? No, he said, pickleball's <laughs> taking over. Yeah, I do. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was well, when we were reason. in Salt Lake, for sure. Yeah. Um, I always would walk the dogs in uh, Fairmont Park. Mm-hmm. They, they Many years ago, like several years ago, they built a pickleball court. Yeah. And, and we were like, what the hell is pickleball? What's that about? <laughs> yeah. It looks like tennis. Could <laughs> be ping pong. Yeah. Could be, I don't know what. And, and then you think, well, it's just for old people. Well, we're old. Yeah. So then, yeah. So what we found we out qualify. is, hey, we should. We're old now, so we should go check that out. So, no, we found out that there's what is it, the Mississippi Gulf Coast pickleballers. Pickleballers. Yeah. 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 Pickle brawlers is more like it. No, they got net. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. So. We signed. Well, we didn't sign up. You didn't have to sign up. You just showed up. You showed up. And got schooled a little bit and staying out of the kitchen. Well, we learned the rules. Yeah, yeah stay so out much, of the kitchen. Yeah. Stay out of the kitchen. Just like Monica always tells me, stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, we learned the rules of the game. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. The scoring. L- Man, the scoring is The scoring tough. was tough. tough yeah, how to, to say the score. And who switches when? Yeah, it'll it'll take me another another visit for sure. Yeah. Whereas I'm pretty much up to speed because as Dion Dion was mm-hmm, her name? Mm-hmm. Dion was our instructor mm-hmm. or the one who puts great. this together. She did great. Yes. She's the fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, everybody there was fantastic. And uh we she <laughs> You know what else I learned? What did you learn? <laughs> I learned that you're like 2,000% more competitive than me. Oh, yeah. So that's what we learned. As we're starting out, she goes, you've played tennis, haven't you? And I said, yeah. And then she saw me hold the the pickleball racket backward, like underhand, like a uh, ping pong player. Mm -hmm. She goes, you've played ping pong, haven't you? And I said, Yeah. yeah, I played a little bit of that too. So yeah, and I was playing. I was the only guy there, so I'm playing against all these women, and I'm just slamming it at you them. You are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you are. 
I made and, sure. And I what do walk- they call that volleying? Whatever you hit it before it bounces, you're just like you're. Oh at yes, it, I was too. That was the it. hardest rule I had to learn: is you got to let it bounce. Mm-hmm. I was always smacking it back. Yeah. So I was the only guy there last mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. besides the second instructor. Yeah. I forgot his name. I don't remember his name. Yeah. He was also good. He was. They he kept were calling all, me ma'am though. Oof. Yeah. Well, that's what you do in the south. I know. So that's a perfect segue. <laughs> we are in the South. We are. Somebody else Deep commented south. that. They got, she, uh, I got a comment on Facebook that said, uh, so did you guys have many conversations about Trump there? <laughs> no. We don't talk I about said, politics. That's what this. I said. It's, a, it's an unspoken presence that's always down <laughs> here. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so we are in the South and here we are. Yeah. So, so we left off. Where um, we, in a whirlwind, bought our house when we around Christmas, and then we moved down here, took a couple of trips. We got down here, we have all of our stuff, and bam, laid off. That's where we left off. And I'd even take a step back and say, you had vo- voluntarily quit your job. Yep. Mm-hmm. While we were in process of buying the house, mm-hmm. and so. We have no income right now. Oh, wait, we do. Because <laughs> we have unemployment. when you get laid off, you can apply for unemployment. And even that was a trip. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can say, Chuck, why just go out and get a job? And it's like, well, yeah, I probably should. But yeah. I'm, and on, I'm in that weird space where I'm Social Security eligible. But do you want it? But do I want do oh, yeah. I want to go back and fight the corporate? Well, this is know. what annoys me more than anything is that we canceled Amsterdam. We were playing. Yeah. We were planning on Amsterdam, and we canceled Amsterdam. And now we have to use that credit, that ticket, expensive ticket, right? Before the end of the year, and we yeah. now we have to figure. And look, I don't have a problem going anywhere. I'll go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have a problem taking a trip. So you don't like Prague as a, uh, as the no, alternative? I, love Prague. I think I'm just that, saying it's it's just like a um it's just a um I don't know. I think as you always say, it, it was man it was manifested. It was meant to be. Like we weren't supposed to go to. I, I, I've been to Amsterdam. That's not manifestation. Manifestation is when you bring something around to oh. you, not when you push it away. So I I brought it around that we were going to go to Prague. <laughs> The know. universe was telling us that um, the universe we don't need to was go to Amsterdam us, at the time that we had planned, which was April. You need to go to Prague. You need to go to you need to go to Prague later, sometime before the end of this year. Yeah, so we're saying that right now. We'll see if and we'll be able to look back on this and say, did we ever make it to Prague? Yes. <laughs> Monica's making it somewhere. It might not be with Chuck. But <laughs> Monica's going. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so here we are in Biloxi, unemployed, on the other side of 50 and 60, trying to figure out what the hell do we do? What do we do? Right? Now, let's throw the other thing, the the other big, uh, I don't know, what do you call it, into the mix, the big thing into the mix. Well, you don't want to talk about everything else first. (laughs) Yeah. What's everything? What's everything else? Well, so we get here, and you are at that age where you can you can you can draw on Social Security, right? And we have savings, and you're like, what do what do I do? 
do I draw on Social Security? Do I go ahead and retire, like officially, quote unquote, retire and start drawing? Or do I try to find another job? Or do I just write out this unemployment? What the hell's going on? And then, you know, and you found that job at like the Humane Society because as you are, you like to stay busy. So you were going to go get that part-time job or whatever at the Humane Society. And unemployment says, oh, no. Yeah. You can't do that. So I would go. So let me now share my journey in my mind. When when we first got here, I had actually applied for a, when I knew I lost my job. Mm-hmm. I applied for a job with a, fed, a credit union here. Mm-hmm. I won't name them. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a what I thought was a great interview, mm-hmm. but they did not offer me the job because then I was left like it took them like three weeks to not hire me. So I was sitting there in limbo and that was disappointing Mm -hmm. because I thought that would have been a perfect job step right into it and I would have been working then I thought I got to do something because I I'm just worked my whole life and I and so I was looking for things to do so I thought animals is great so I was going to take a job that paid ten dollars an hour (laughs) to work with animals at the Humane Society Went, had a great interview. While you were looking for something well, else. Well, yeah. Yeah. Or, or if it, you know, if the, I, it depended how things worked out. Mm-hmm. But then as I found out is that if I had taken that job, I would have lost my unemployment. And that was... Which is just absolutely insane because, you know, you made 40-something dollars an hour. And if you took a $10 an hour job, that's it. Like no unemployment. It, yeah. just, it just doesn't make sense. And as you said, they would reward you for not working. And I'm a little jaded because I do believe, and I've always believed this, is that they look, they will not hire someone who's old. That's, I'm, I'll be bold and say that. I believe that's why I lost my job my, in this case. They thought. I, we can't even talk about why. The theories about why you lost your yeah. job. Anyhow. <laughs> Do I have to edit that out? You can if you want. So here we are, unemployed. You're going to have to either find a job that paid the same or take unemployment until, what is it, October. And so and then, okay, so basically we said we're going to push unemploy- uh, retirement, the decision about retirement and actually drawing on Social Security. We're going to push that back until October until unemployment runs out, right? So that gives us a little bit of time, a little bit of ease per se. Not that you get your full salary while you're on unemployment, but we get something. So it gives us a little time to decide. And while we're sitting here kind of marinating in that, it's like, okay, well, what do we want to do? Right? We have Yeah, this- and that's been the, that's been the biggest uh, thing that has brought me peace. It's given me time to think about what's really important mm-hmm. and what do I want to do. And I've... I've always been one who has been financially insecure in that. Even though you were financially secure. Even though I was always financially, (laughs) well, but I think that's why I was always been financially secure because I, that was my, Yeah. when you grew up poor like I did, no, I I don't know. (laughs) We were, I grew up in a middle-class family you know, we weren't wealthy, but we were well taken care of. I thought about that. My dad, my mom and dad paid off their house. I remember that. I was still living at home when they paid off the house. So 
Yeah, houses only had cost like twenty thousand dollars back yeah. then. So. But they so they paid it yeah. off in their fifties, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, because I my life has paralleled my dad's life. He lost his job when he, he had been with the same company for thirty years, lost his job. Then he took a job working in a sporting goods store, mm-hmm. stock boy, putting bikes together. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's that's a different. And, and even when when he was losing his job, they were he was flying down to Mexico to help the people there take his job, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> train him how to do his job. So, yeah, life is life comes full circle sometime, I guess. So while we're on this pause, we also happen or you happen to read that book that said, "Hey, you should plan to live to a hundred. <laughs> That's been the other epiphany. Yep. And it's kind of sparked a lot of um, introspection in the way of um, our health, our health status and our, our, our bodies and our bodies lasting us that long. And also finances, like what do we have in savings and how can we make it? Can with we it? live to a yeah. hundred on right. what we've got right now? Right. And so there's, there, there's that coupled with, okay, what kind of work? do we want to do what's going to give us meaning to the rest of our life can we afford to live out the rest of our life in this type of work and then will our bodies make it this long right and so we've just kind of started thinking about all of this and then (laughs) so you're waiting for me to jump in here (laughs) yeah Yeah. i guess so that was the biggest epiphany for me was that my parents my mom and dad, neither one made it out of their 60s. Yeah. And, and they didn't even collect. That was my biggest fear. They never collected Social Security. I don't think. Or if they did, it was very little. So that's weighed on me. But now, since we've gotten here, uh, I've started. We've really, I think Monica and I have both really focused on our diet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, exercise. And we're trying to live healthier. And that's when it dawned on me is I'm not going to die. I'm in, perf- I'm in better health now than I have been in the last 10 years. Which means I'm going to live even longer. So I got to figure out how I'm, what's that going to look like. Right. Yeah. right. We're going to live to 100, right? So. so. Yeah. So we have planning to do because like you said, you've got 40 more years of this, right? So what yeah. are you going to do in the next 40 years? That's what I said. I, I've... If you look at my my working career has been 40 years mm-hmm. and I'm going to do another 40 years mm-hmm. so that's I could have a whole new career of yeah. doing something yeah. so that's what I'm right now I'm kind of in this space of seeing what's that next career going to look like and so it could be podcasting could be <laughs> could be uh, no, I'm really focused right now on, uh, I love, I love working with dogs. So I'm going to look at, in to see what, maybe I'll become a vet I'll go back to school or do something like that. Yeah. You made a nice long list of things that you want to stay involved yeah. in. And it's plenty to keep you busy if you're not working a regular nine to five, right? You've got plenty of interest, plenty of things that you want to do. They're not all paying, and but again, we don't well, exactly none know of them if we are need paying. that, <laughs> right? And none of them are paying. We don't exactly know if we need. Well, that, man, right? that's it. I don't. So, the other thing I did this week is uh, I signed up to volunteer with the Red Cross. So I'm waiting to see on that too. 
mm-hmm. because I believe that it's I don't I don't think I need much money. It's more I need to feel like I'm contributing to society. Right. So. So while all this is happening, all of this introspection and everything else is happening, we've had some issues with my father. My father was admitted to the hospital and it turns out he ended up having a stroke because he let his diabetes get too far along. And um, he's been in rehab for the last couple of months, right? And yeah. so what do you, you know, it's kind of like, okay, we don't want to end up in that, right? We don't want to yeah. end up in rehab. We don't want to end up like, it kind of triggered us to start thinking about the, not the important things of life, the legal things of life. Do we have our will in place? Do we have, um, you know, our, uh, health directives, all, That's those, a big all thing. those things that you need, the health yeah. directives, the, um, your living will in place, your la- your last will and testament, you know, like. Do you have all that kind of stuff in place? Power of attorneys. We were running around getting powers of attorneys with my mom and my sister. And, you know, who was going to take care of this? Who's going to take care of that? And it kind of made us think about that for us as well. Like, we need to take care of that and know what each other wants, you know, if. But I think we also learned from this is we got to take care of ourselves. Yes. Because we can't get to that. So it was kind of like another sign from the universe, right? Saying, okay, you don't want to end up like this, right? Because my dad is, I think, 76 years old. He's not not that old, right? My mom is a year younger than him, and she can run circles around him. Yeah. You know, and she stays busy, and she's healthy. My dad is just not taking care of himself. So it was kind of like a picture of... This is what's going to happen to you if you can't, if you don't take it's care mental. of yourself, it, it, right? It's really, his his illness is more a mental condition than have, it is the yeah. physical. It, beca- it has become physical. Illness, yes, yeah. and it has become physical. It's, man, it's manifested its way into a, something, a physical illness, right? Um, but it just kind of opened up our eyes into, like, we need these, we need to get these things in place. So we've kind of done a little bit of soul searching. We've looked at our lifetime goals. What do we want to achieve in these next 40 years so we can live to a hundred? Um, looked at our finances. What is our budget going to look like over every year? If we spend, don't spend whatever, you know, whatever we want to do. What is our, our food? What is our exercise? What does our health look like? And we've been working on that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And we've been doing well because our health is better than it has been in a while, quite a while. Yeah. So we've set, we've set up weekly meetings mm-hmm. to sit and to just discuss our goals and what, see where we're at. And yes, I've you know I've personally set some targeted goals for my health, but but like I said, it was I just had a so moving when you move to a new whole new place. I'm a big believer that everybody should have a primary care physician, a family doctor. I've never had a primary care physician. physician. That takes care of your, that's the guy that you build, or or woman. I've had both women and men Mm -hmm. primary care doctors over the years. But you need that one person who's going to know you as well as any doctor can. Now, I will share this. So I saw my doctor. I finally found a doctor here in Biloxi. Went and had my annual physical because I only go to the doctor once a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I'm talking to him, he, two things he said. He said, most of what I'm going to do today is type stuff into the computer because that's what medic- medicine has become right now. 
But then he said, I said, you're probably only going to see me once a year. And he goes, you're right. If you're, if we do this right and you're healthy, I'll see you once a year. So don't be offended when I don't remember your name the next time I see you. And I said, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I knew I had a good doctor when he told me that because he's, he's being honest. He's never, if I'm healthy, he shouldn't know more about me than the fact that I see him once a year and everything's looking good. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe, and I used to argue with Natasha Bowers all the time, that we control our health. Now, Gary blew that out of the water because he had a genetic issue that mm-hmm. you can't control. And I guess that's true. My skin, I can't control. Mm-hmm. So There are certain things. There's yep. probably a functional doctor out there that tells you that would tell you you could control that. Uh, they'll try and tell you that. Well, you know, there's a special diet you can have for that. Well, you know, a lot. We should use food as a drug, yes. right? Well, Foods can help us, is. or they it can harm does, us. Yeah. And I fully believe that. Well, I do. Yeah, I agree with that I too. Can, I mean, but I not can to tell the, when not, I stop eating certain foods that my body Not to the same better. effect. Not to the same impact or level as marijuana, right? What? <laughs> Is that a like, joke? F- well, food will impact your body. Yeah. But not as much as like marijuana. Like mararijuana does some drastic stuff to your body. Okay. Food can do minor stuff to your body. No, I'm tr- I'm making a point here is that you can eat the best diet or change your diet. It's not going to be an immediate impact. It's not going to be an immediate impact, it's, but what I'm just like, saying is we should treat our food like a pharmacy. Yes. Right? Okay. Instead of going down to the and Walgreens more pharmacy. Salad, more veg- well, eat, eat things that digest better, eat things that are better for our gut, things that our body likes. We right? should understand nutrition better. Yeah. Okay. I think we're saying the same things. You just don't uh, want me to say it. You want to say it yourself. That's right. Okay. I do. Okay. And I think I just said it. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so... All this is happening, and then last week. What happened last week? We decided. Oh, we decided something last week. (laughs) You were in on it. Was I? Yeah. So last week we decided we are going to take my father in now. My father is, well, he's, he's ready to get out of rehab, even though they aren't ready for him to get out of rehab, but his mental state is not the best and he needs to get out of the facility and he needs to be at a home where he's comfortable and not miserable and so that home he is needs to be, be around people he that he knows people. and right. love we all do yeah okay. so, so i was fully su- i just wanted to be on record that yeah. i was fully supportive of this not only were you fully supportive you I suggested, suggested it, it. <laughs> <laughs> yes so that is um, that home for him is going to be our place because my mom and my sister can't take him in. It's just me and my sister. So that home is our place. So he's going to be moving here to Biloxi, which he's pretty happy about because he's always loved the ocean. Ever since I was a little girl, he's just loved the ocean. There are better VA facilities for him here in Biloxi as opposed to Louisiana. And what else? That's, that's, and he we're, just wants because he, he wants to get out of the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I. That's the. They had a meeting this week yeah. with with some of the caregivers that are there in mm-hmm. in Louisiana, and they're trying to figure out the date that he would come here. And it's like, well, he can 
come here when we're ready to have him come here. <laughs> yeah. Because so he would like to leave today. He would last week. Come here. Yeah, he would, he would have liked would to have been liked here to already. Have last yeah. week. But we have to get some things in place. We have to get our house ready yeah. for a wheelchair or a walker, right? We have to get him the right bed. We have to get a wheelchair ramp or something. Um, you know, we got we to gotta rearrange some things in here. We got to train the dogs to be able to help him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Travel. Yeah. So. Well, they can't be service animals, you don't think? You don't think no, Riley's a good I, service animal? No, Rye. Love Rye, but she is not. She's not going to be a good service animal. No. So now we're preparing for that. So since we are home and unemployed, it's kind of like the perfect scenario, right? So I think maybe the universe put this in our, in our way too, right? And said, hey, you can do this. You're here. You're home. He needs, he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't need a caregiver. He's walking, he can walk in his walker and things like that. He can do certain things, but he can't live on his own. So. So he'll be our roommate. So this is where we're going to end this episode with, because I have another thing. Unless you, did you have more, Monica? No. So the other thing that I want to end every episode with is something that we're grateful for. And I think this is a good point to say that. Yeah. We're grateful that we have this opportunity. To take care of to my take care family. Of your, yeah. To take care of your dad in particular. We not did, your family. We put that on our, on our goals that we I'm would take, take care, care of our family if yeah. our family needs us. So. Yeah. And so I'm just hoping this all works out. It will. Yeah. It will be fine. Yeah. I know. Taking care of many people. <laughs> over the years all right any final words monica nope how'd you think this episode went fine it's fine you're okay <laughs> it's fine it's fine I'm, I'm trying to learn to live without any kind of format of preparation like you do and it's yeah. really really hard for me because i love preparation and processes yeah we need feedback okay give us anybody who listens to this we need some feedback and then we'll know, uh, and we'll take that feedback to heart and then not even care. Okay. No, just kidding. Uh, but as it is, you can now check us out not only on Spotify, but you can also check us out on... Now it's time Apple. to end Apple. Our show. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. You're, you know, your favorite. Apple. What was that? Tim Apple. Yeah, the, the guy that runs Apple. Tim Apple. You don't know that story? No. Yeah. That's what uh, Trump called when he was in office. Oh, call back to Trump. Call, call, call back to Trump. All right, next week, everybody. Don't forget to share this with your family and friends. We're Bohemians in transit. We're Bohemians in transit. Locked up, little, 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 locked up, little, 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 little,